0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Tasks Done Easy with Reddit, where we take the top how-to questions from Ask Reddit and give you the top answers on how to do that task easy. Now, this one's gonna be a very serious one. Just a heads up. This comes to us from Kanye Faux Prez 2020. And they ask, formerly suicidal people of Reddit. How did things change? Jack off my chest answers. My life has measurably gotten better, but my brain is like a rubber band that's been stretched too far too often. I'm not currently under the same stress that I was before, but can't forget some thoughts. And having been in that mind state before, I'm just changed. I feel stretched out and unable to return to the carefree life I had before my deep bouts of depression. The difference now is that I really have no strong impulse to do it. There are too many consequences for the people I care about, and I realize that my desire to just basically disappear is a knee-jerk reaction to challenges in my life that I am actually very equipped to deal with. I need to find a way to reframe the way I see the world, because the dark thoughts are just a vistical thing from a life I lived a decade or more ago. Who I have become is different, Stronger, smarter, more realistic. But I can't forget who I used to be, and it haunts me. Tim Hawks, 1983, answers, I built my life up to a point where it was harder to feel down on myself, at least for very long. It doesn't go away, you know? We all have those crappy things that happen in our lives, like when a relative dies, and those thoughts come back. Once you've seriously considered it, All it takes is for that next thing to happen to bring up. If I had just killed myself back then, I wouldn't have to hurt now. But that said, when you've built yourself up, it is much easier to push those thoughts away because you can see how valuable your life is to you. Zephyr God answers. Never an easy thing to talk about, but hey, it's anonymous. The turning point was when one of the few people that I considered family committed suicide. He left a note that said something along the lines of, Why bother? Who wants this note anyways? And like him thinking that no one would care were some of the same thoughts I was having. But the general vibe in my small group changed drastically. It was basically relishing that even if it was only one or two people, people will miss those who pass. And no one should have to deal with something as terrible as the thing of burying someone you've known and spent time with so many years who died thinking no one cares. It's a feeling I would never wish on any living thing. It just sucks. If anyone is feeling this, PM me. I'll always talk to people who are considering this because no one should have to suffer through this alone or whatever. Avalon HRDK 9 answers. I dropped the toxic, enabling people in my life, and the people who fed into my depression. I lost a friend to suicide after we made a deal to stick around for each other. Unfortunately, he couldn't deal, but I decided to hold up my end for him. I later found my purpose in search and rescue and training a canine. I met a lot of people who have also faced a lot of what I've gone through, which provides an ever-strengthening support network. Not to mention, I've proven to myself and others that I could do far more than we thought I'd be capable of. I now have 13 certifications for SAR, training a K9, have a job I love, have a stable and functioning relationship, and a new outlook. I still wrestle with my depression, but it's been a while since it has had me pinned. Dracnus X answers, objectively... Most of my life has actually gotten worse. However, proper medication, managed by a psychiatrist, and regular therapy have done wonders. I still have some very depressive episodes and anxiety attacks. But I no longer go straight to the only way out is death, which is a big deal. Used to be I didn't go a day without wanting to die. Now it was rare for me to feel that way at all. Rush to rhyme answers. I'm not just suicidal right now, in a few months I'm sure I will be again, and then I won't be, and then I will. I think with mental illness and suicidal thoughts slash ideations, it's really important to remember that it isn't always you. It isn't always that you genuinely want to. Sometimes it's just that thing inside your head saying it's easier to not be alive. The best thing you can do is try to set up a life for yourself that you and your right mind, truly believe is worth living sometimes sheer willpower is the only reason you don't kill yourself sometimes you're just too depressed to have the energy to do it suicidal thoughts are a poison and if you're experiencing them try to vocalize it to people that care about you they make they can't make it go away but they can make you feel less alone throw away account answers I was depressed and didn't leave the house for three years. So I was sort of killing myself with food. I formed a band with my cat and realized if I died, who would care for him like I did. So I started losing weight and left the house. Now I study opera, also just wrote one. Cat passed last year, but was always be my hero and one true love of my life. Edit. Funny that my highest comment ever is about my one true love in me. Gotta try to reply to everyone. Curious Bookworm answers, Attempted suicide in February. It was very strange to wake up and have two weeks of my life missing. As for how things have changed, honestly I guess you could say I'm still waiting to see where things take me. I still struggle with thoughts of suicide and self-harm. I don't think my medication is working, but my main illness isn't one that is primarily treated by medication, so that's no surprise. I'm in therapy, and going to skills groups and just trudging along. I'm trying to learn how to find joy and meaning in life, along with the skills to weather the worst moments. In short, I'm still alive. Archive answers, I couldn't get a job, and over a period I got more and more depressed. I felt like I was a burden to others, and didn't want to be around anymore. For about eight months, I stopped paying bills and just let everything slide. I took out loans to cover the occasional eviction notice and kept the working phone in power. But I just let my personal economy go to shit. I didn't think I'd be around to deal with it. For a few months, I had been stalking painkillers and were planning on killing myself the day before I was going to be kicked out of my apartment. I didn't want my body to rot and make my parents deal with that too. I got the date I was supposed to be out and the date of the inspection mixed up and the day I had planned to kill myself, there was a police officer, a locksmith, and few people from the company that owned the building. I couldn't do it and had to call my parents for help. The moment my mom picked up, I broke down and told her everything. I lived three hours away. She dropped everything and stood on my doorstep two and a half hours later. She helped me pack up a few things and took me home, got me help and did everything in her power to make me better. Today, I have a job I love. I'm surrounded by people who care about me, and I them. I love my life right now, and I am currently dating a girl I think could be it. Two years ago, I didn't kill myself because of a date mix-up. Today, I love my life. Hang in there, people. Your cool 91 answers. So my university had a suicide bridge that I walked across basically every night at like 12.30 a.m. to get back to my apartment from work. During my junior year, I started wondering what it would be like to jump off, wondering whether it was high enough to kill me on impact, or if I had to drown, trying to figure out whether I wanted to tell someone beforehand, or leave a note and my stuff on the bridge, or just go without telling anyone. It was all super morbid, and it was not doing my mental health any favors to be repeating those same thoughts night after night. At that point, I wasn't mentally healthy enough to even see therapy or whatever as an option. The first step, at least for me, was finding a way to break the pattern of suicidal thought. I'd become so used to walking home every night and going over how easy it would be to just jump that I genuinely think that anything could have triggered me to just do it. I was kind of scaring myself, so I decided to take the bus rather than walk home which was a pain in the ass that involved waiting for half an hour until the bus showed up, but it broke the pattern. Once I stopped basically getting an opportunity to go over those thoughts every day on schedule, I was able to think a little more clearly. I was able to give up the willpower or the nerve or whatever to go to therapy, which led to me getting a diagnosis and all that fun stuff. So I guess the best advice I can give is, if you find suicidal thoughts coming in certain circumstances or situations, just do your best to make a change that'll circumvent them. Because I know from experience that the process of thinking about all that was so draining that I couldn't even think about getting out of it entirely until I had done what I could to stop being triggered into them all the time. And that's going to do it for this episode of Tasks Done Easy with Reddit. If you happen to have any ways that you can prevent suicidal thoughts or for becoming suicidal then leave a voice message at anchor.fm slash easy. All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow for another episode. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day.